0: Hello, Marvelites. You are listening to Marvel's Pull List for new comics on sale the last freaking week of 2021. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M.
1: And I'm Tucker Marcus.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Tucker, we survived 2020. Oh, God, why am I saying that now? We're recording it and there's still... Oh, (laughs)
1: crap. Don't tempt fate.
0: Feel like I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> God. You know what? That's what we do. We tempt fate here yes. on Marvel's pull list. Now, Tucker, I wanted to grab a tweet before we get into anything yeah. from one of our awesome listeners, a Palamine Gene, Mr. Titanium at Mr. Titanium18, who tweeted to me and you and my This Week at Marvel co-host Lorraine Sink, saying, Many times in the shows you mentioned the name of the letters person. I'd love to hear an interview with these people who make these pages pop and how they do what they do and I just wanted to bring that up because I love that. I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah, it's um a really important thing. A great letterer does such incredible work on a title. Gene, thank you for that suggestion. I think that's really cool. That's a good idea, right?
1: Yeah, it's such a great idea. I mean, it's like you know, I think there's a lot of discussion all the time about credits and crediting the right way to credit a comic book, because oftentimes you'll just hear someone talk about just the writer and it's, you know, every writer that I know that we work with is always pushing. You always have to credit everybody that works on the book. And you can just think of like stuff from the books we've read this week, from the books we've read last week. And I can think of books from last year and two years ago that were just letterers, choices that enhance the book in such a huge Mm -hmm. storytelling sense. So yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like, it's one of those things that I think if you shook me awake in the middle of the night and you just went, name all of the letters who work on Marvel Comics, I would just be able to rattle off all of these names of, like, Sabino, Joe Caramagna, Chris Eliopoulos, uh, Clint Cowles, uh, Ariana Mar. And yeah, you know, we've obviously talked to writers, obviously talked to artists, we've talked to colorists as well. It's high time. Let's do it.
0: Hell Yeah. So, Gene, we'll um, we'll work on getting that sorted out for the future. I think that's a great suggestion. Any of our amazing listeners, let us know folks you want us to talk to, whether it's specifically named people, be they Marvel Comics creators, or folks who are Marvel Comics fans. We'd love to have suggestions.
1: Let's go. Grassroots.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. That's a lot of jibber-jabber. Let us tell you what the show is about, because here on Marvel's Pull List, we tell you all about the brand new Marvel Comics on sale every week. We give you our picks, we give out some awards for some of the other titles on sale, we tell you what collections are available, what's new on Marvel Unlimited, including the Infinity Comics, and then we get into a reading club. Tucker, what is our reading club this week?
1: We have a very, very special sort of pseudo-reading club, and this is the unprecedented uh, other element of the show. We have invited as many dang Marvel Comics editors as we could get our grubby fingers on to jump in and tell us what they were most excited about for the year of 2021, what they're most proud of, what their greatest highlights were across the House of Ideas, then looking forward, uh, hearing about about what they're excited for for 2022, as well as just shouting out all the incredible people, not just in the Marvel bullpen, but artists, writers, colorists, inkers, letterers, everybody who is involved across the board making the Marvel comics that we love so much. And it was just a great opportunity to talk to all those people. Um, we have the likes of Tom Brevort, we have Nick Lowe, we have uh, Lindsay Kohick, Alana Smith, Danny Kazem, many of these names, you will know a few, um, maybe you will hear for the first time, and hopefully we'll be hearing from many, many more times looking forward, but it's something I'm super passionate about, it's giving the spotlight to, um, to the editorial staff who are so responsible for our joy on a weekly basis, I'm really, really excited to hear from, from a bunch of those folks.
0: Yeah, we're we're working in the present. We're sometimes looking to the past, but we're always pushing to the future here yes. at Marvel Comics. Somebody's got to put that on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> that is pretty good. But hey, speaking of taglines and stuff mm-hmm. and looking to the future, 2022, the new definitive tagline of Marvel's pull list. I'm pitching it. And this really comes from the brain of, of Ryan Pernagos. Marvel's pull list, the official Marvel Comics podcast. Boom. That's it. Eight words or whatever it is. Yes. Come on.
0: It is what we do. It's what we are. It's what we're here to celebrate is all the Marvel comics. And we're going to celebrate with our three picks of the week. First up is Amazing Spider-Man with issue number 83. Dang it. Patrick Gleason. He got me. He got me good. Patrick Gleason is one of the members of the Beyond Board, sort of the creative force behind this current era of amazing spider-man comics and he is both writer and artist on this issue joined by colorists maury hollowell and nathan fairbairn and would you look at that they brought out the big guns on the lettering this week with not only our boy joe Caramagna, but also chris freaking Eliopoulos. wow i say this because chris does not do a lot of the lettering these days he's so busy he's got A television show with friend of the show Brad Meltzer he's got a series of books that he does with friend of the show Brad Meltzer and so much more like his company VC virtual calligraphy but to see Chris here doing lettering alongside Joe who is just tremendous and this issue really focuses on Peter Parker Peter in this Beyond Arc has been sidelined in the hospital because he got really bad radiation sickness is essentially what's been going on. He's been stuck in the hospital. He'd been recovering Aunt may worked really hard to help get him to a place of, of recovery. And that's happened over the last couple of issues, but now he's got a rehab and he's got to get strong and, and it's going to take a lot of effort. One of the really cool ideas that they've posited around this story is that Peter Parker has his spidey sense and it goes off when he senses danger. Well, Peter's spidey sense has been going off like crazy and really, really going overboard because the danger is inside his body, which I don't remember ever being a thing. It rules. It's a great idea and really helps push the story forward as Peter is trying to deal with his body, his mind, his senses, his powers, and he just wants to be a hero. He just wants to flex those muscles and he's having a very tough time. So Patrick Gleason comes in to write and draw an issue which is also kind of a horror issue. Patrick is incredible. His use of blacks and negative space in mind work is excellent. There's a shot of some stuff happening in shadows throughout this, which I really dig, or a character that is made up of webbing, which looks really, really gnarly. A thing crawling out of a head, which is like, why are you doing that on this page? I don't want to see that, but it's really good. There's a whole bunch of really messed up looking things in the best way possible. What I also dig is that it doesn't make this a like grimdark issue. It's just a great Spider-Man comic that also feels like there's a weight and a darkness that Peter is pushing through. And still, you get the humor, you get some of those light moments, but there's still things that you're along with Peter on this ride. And I think they're really successful in, in keeping that balance in this issue.
1: Yeah. Now, looking forward to my pick this week... Devil's Reign, number two. And I think this will be a common theme in the weeks ahead because this is such a wonderful story. There's just such a rich well of story and where Matt Murdock has been physically, um, but also the journey he's been on over the past couple of years In terms of his relationship to the mantle of Daredevil has changed and has evolved. There's just so much to talk about as a premise when it comes to this story. But now looking at what this story has become over the course of just that first issue and now this one, it's really catching fire in a whole different way. You have the slam, bang, crash, punch, kick, fight uh, action in here, which is spectacular as any book penciled by Marco Coquetto is going to be. But It's also a little more complicated and more political and more involved than that. The heroes that are involved here have to be a little more clever and they have to go about things in ways that they wouldn't necessarily find instinctual or find to be their first reaction. To wrap up the rest of the credits, it's written by Chip Zdarsky. Colors on this are by Marcio Meniz and letters are by Clayton Cowles. One of my favorite angles here is that There's a whole conversation about defeating Wilson Fisk, not in the town square with your fists, but in an election. Who would be the best person among them all to maybe even take on Wilson Fisk in an electoral space? And it's really, really fascinating to look at. And the last thing I'll say about this issue is that say what you want, but when it comes to an an event story, it's different. And it feels different when you're reading an event issue of a comic, an event story it feels different than any other monthly release. It just does. And that's because it has to. It has to feel bigger. It has to feel grander. It has to feel like it's worth the weight of everything and everybody involved. And there are many, many characters involved here, all of whom have a big stake in what's going on, particularly when it comes to a nucleus like New York City. So there's so much to discuss in here. I think – daredevil and now in devil's reign is something that's like worth its own like limited series podcast discussion and i'm just so excited that we're only two issues in to devil's reign so far because i feel like it's given us so much already and we know that really it sort of hasn't even begun in a lot of ways can't say enough what a great issue what a great series
0: yeah another great issue is timeless number one that is our third pick of the week and hot Damn! Oh my god. I will say this, dear listeners. I was finishing the book while we were prepping, and I was already on our video call, and it was just producer Jasmine and I, and I was going through the last couple of pages, and Jasmine got to see my live reaction to something that happens at the end of the title. And I... (laughs) I was I, I made noises and, and sounds and probably cursed in all the best ways. I was delighted by it, and I will not spoil it for you. This issue is written by Jed McKay, art by Kev Walker, Greg Land, and Jay Lyston, Mark Bagley, and Andrew Hennessy, with colors throughout by Marte Gracia, letters by VCs Ariana Mar. This is the Kang issue you need to read. This is... It feels very big very important there's a lot that it's helping to sort of establish for everybody who's like wow kang who's that it's also setting up a whole bunch of stuff for the future of the marvel universe it's really just a, a time travel story with kang and a dude that kang is like uh i saw you wrote a book you should read that book about me come along i'll show you why and that sets off a series of events i don't want to say anything more about the story It opens up with Kev Walker drawing, like, Kang in Caveman Time. Kev, another one of those artists that we absolutely love. The weight of his pencil is so thick and so powerful, I can't stop talking about it. we got the great Greg Land throughout a bunch of this, and then the last bunch of pages, Mark Bagley, living legend himself in, like, peak, amazing Mark Bagley form, where, It feels like he had extra time to do it, and he just really dug into it. And some of the expressions and the details, it's stunning, stunning pages. Say no more. Don't get spoiled on it. Read the damn comic. It's timeless number one.
1: Yes, people are going to be talking about that one now as we move from our picks of the week to the rest of these fresh floppies hitting shelves on December 29th. We will be handing out awards and those awards will be titled the 2021 to watch award. And I'm doing that because it's the last week that I can do something like that. And uh, the first one that we will be looking at is death of Dr. Strange number four. This is another one. I don't want to talk too much about the narrative in here because they're at the end of sort of the back half of issue three and now looking to issue four. Some big stuff went down. But I just got to say, I love Jed McKay's chapter structure of this story. Like this one starts with chapter eight because that's how he's been telling this story over the course of these three, now four issues. It's really daring. It's really bold. It adds a really interesting pacing to it all. The last thing I'll say here is that maybe in pages like 15, 16, 17 of this issue, get into some real Steve Ditko, Dr. Strange vibes that I just adore. It looks Mm -hmm. incredible. It Mm -hmm. looks great. And hey, if you've been keeping an eye on marvel.com, Marvel and social, you'll be seeing a lot about what is up with the mantle of the Sorcerer Supreme. If you haven't, go peruse around and you'll you'll learn some really fascinating stuff coming in 2022. But that's Death of Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah. We have Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 19 out this week, and it gets my 2021 to watch award for the Rad TIE Fighter battle. A space battle here, a bunch of TIE fighters, there's Bounty Hunters, there's the Empire in here. Uh it's just good, fast-paced Star Wars spacey action.
1: Yes. All right. Now we're wrapping it up. With new mags this week, with Wastelanders, Starlord number one. Last week we read Wastelanders, Hawkeye, which took place after Old Man uh, Hawkeye. This issue, being Starlord, takes place after Old Man Quill number twelve. Another limited series that I would highly recommend. I'll just say, when it comes to this book, this issue, you look at a space like the wastelands, which is really uh, bereft and a really intense place. This issue is really full of love in a lot of ways. And I really, really enjoyed that. I really, really liked the relationship that you get to peer into. It's not just Star-Lord in here. You also get the one and only Kate Pride. Kitty is a big part of this story, which is really, really wonderful. And they just somehow conjure just so much warmth out of what you would think is a place that doesn't offer that much of it. And it's just really, really wonderful stuff.
0: Yeah. Speaking of wonderful stuff, there are some new Infinity Comics this week. We've got the final of our series of holiday specials, including the mighty Marvel holiday special Iceman's New Year's Resolutions Infinity Comic. It's adorable. It's real fun. Check it out. Also on Marvel Unlimited this week, you've got the first issue of Death of Doctor Strange, which is awesome. Check that out. The final issue of the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy series is on MU, which means you can read the entire run. It is so flipping good, y'all. Uh, a couple other finales on MU this week. Reptil, which we loved. X-Corp, which we loved. And X-Men, The Onslaught Revelation, which was a humdinger of an issue. That and much more. You can find out about those on Marvel.com.
1: And lastly, to wrap it up here, looking at collections, we have a bunch of great stuff as usual. But pointing out here, I want to say Spider-Man Life Story. Pick that up. That is purpose-built perfect collection reading right there and then also hey ecstatics the complete collection volume two can never get enough ecstatics so pick it up
0: yeah all right that's a lot of comics for us to tell you to go read but you're going to read them all because you love good stuff as we mentioned earlier in the show uh this would be our reading club and instead we are doing an amazing end of year 2021 wrap up with the marvel comics bullpen our amazing producer jasmine has uh talked to marvel comic staffers of such renown as tom brevoort nick lode lindsey kohick lana smith danny kazem and many more um they're they're going to tell you what their biggest 2021 flex is uh what they're most proud of some highlights they're going to give some teases i We'll talk about the teases afterwards, because mm. uh, there's some hot fire in here that I'm surprised we're allowed to get away with. And uh, it's pretty tremendous. So you know what? I'm, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let this roll out. Let's get into all the fun.
2: Hi, I am uh, Tom Brevoort, uh, Marvel executive editor and long time no good Nick who edits mostly the Avengers and what we think of as the Marvel heroes titles. The, the thing that I would point people to is actually not quite out yet, but it will be out probably by the time this uh, sees air, uh, which is Timeless, the book that we have coming out the last week of the year, 1229. Um, it'll be in stores everywhere. It, it's a, a great Kang adventure unto itself that also gives a lot of clues and and hints and visions of things to come over the course of the next year. Uh, we packed it with a couple of surprises that hopefully people don't know about yet. Um, And so it it should be the perfect way to usher out uh, 2021 and usher in uh, 2022. Kang's already been there, and it turns out it's not so bad. Uh, Probably the biggest thing that I'm excited about, and we just announced it, and maybe, maybe, maybe there's even a little hint of it in Timeless, is our new Punisher series, which starts in March, Uh, will run for the the entirety of a year's worth of time, 13 issues in total, Uh, and it's uh, a shift for Frank Castle and his trajectory. Uh, the way I've been explaining it to people more as a shorthand not to aggrandize our own work um, is that it's kind of like what Born Again was for Daredevil. A story that will put the character through some super intense, uh, high high octane uh, adventures that will change and transform his life and his existence in a substantial way. Certainly nobody was expecting it before we, we, we dropped the announcement. Uh, I don't know that people are ready for it. It is, it is an intense read, Jason Aaron is writing it, uh, and uh, Jesus Saiz is doing all of the modern day work with Paul Azaceta, uh, doing all of the work detailing uh, Frank's history and upbringing as over the course of the series, uh, we take him from his youngest days all the way up to the present, and we see all of the factors, all of the the, the things from his life that we heretofore have not revealed that helped to to make him the Punisher that we all know and and mostly love. So it's a big earth-shattering story for all that it's very grounded in a in a Punisher way. It's super cool. Jesus' work has been phenomenally good. Jason is is in the zone with it. Uh, and so um after working on it for so long, we've been we've been working on it for, for months now, um, because every issue is oversized. So we had to get ahead on things. Every issue is. 30-35 pages of, of material long. Um, so I'm, I'm excited that people now know about it. We can talk about it a little bit, and for uh, people to check it out once we, we get to March. Uh, and like I say, if you want maybe a little taste, it's not the worst idea in the world to look at Timeless. Quick end of the year shout out to uh, my old partner, Alana Smith, who has been promoted to being a full editor and who will be launching the new captain america series about which you will hear more anytime now um also to uh, darren shan editor of eternals and shang chi and guardians and uh, a whole bunch of stuff um he was in a, a a car accident earlier in the year and is is recovering he's recovering nicely and he should continue to do so so we'll send him some good wishes too
3: I'm Alana Smith. I'm an editor in the Avengers office, and I work on several books in the Avengers purview, mainly things related to Captain America. So this year, uh, one of the main things I worked on was United States of Captain America, in which we, for the anniversary of Captain America, we brought back all of the, the people who have been Captain America in a prominent way. So we had Bucky Barnes, we had Steve Rogers, we had Sam Wilson and uh, John Walker, and put them together with a bunch of local Captain Americas that form up the uh, Captains Network. So it's basically a bunch of ordinary people who have taken up the mantle to defend their communities in a way that, you know, they believe that Cap would be proud of. And so we worked with a bunch of super talented creators to flesh out all those characters, and I'm I'm super proud of what came out of that. I think there's a lot of really really good stories in there, and it was just a, a really great collaboration. It felt like everyone was you know kind of working together to make it even more awesome. Our designers were super impressive. Our writers were super impressive. Like the art's gorgeous. So uh, I'm I'm very proud of that one. Uh, So I can't get into too much detail yet. um, But one of the things I'm looking forward to in the coming year is obviously the the main Captain America book has been off the shelves for a while. But we are planning a a comeback in a a very big and exciting way, which uh, you should hear more about in January, I believe. Um, But that's been been super, super exciting to work on. I'm very passionate about uh, Captain America. And all the characters in the Captain America orbit. So, we're hoping to, you know, expand that corner of the Marvel universe out a bit and really like give it the, the prominence that I feel it deserves. So, it'll be really exciting. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sarah Brunstead, who is a, a fellow editor. She's worked super, super hard this year on all of the Marvel Voices projects, bringing in and nurturing new talent making some some really amazing discoveries in terms of new writers and new artists. And those books are also just, they're a beast to put together. Like anytime you have multiple creative teams on oversized books, it's it's like quadruple things to keep track of, like so many deadlines and so many people. And she's just done such a great job and makes it look easy from the outside. But I know that that is, it's just so much that falls on the editor to keep all that working and moving. So yeah, I'm I'm I've been super impressed with her this year and and very proud of what she's put together.
4: Hey, I'm Mark Basso and I'm an editor in the X office at Marvel. There's been a lot of milestones this past year, but it's been a real pleasure to bring Conan the Barbarian to issue 300. Um, you know, it's been decades in the making and we finally got there with um with uh, you know Jim Zub leading the charge as the writer, and um, you know it, piggybacking off the uh, the arc he did with with Corey Smith and Roberto Poggi, Um that was a real that was a real pleasure for me. So 2021, we've been building so much for 2022. I think you've heard about Ten Lives and X Deaths of Wolverine, uh, but you are not ready for what Ben Percy, Joshua Casara, Federico Vincentini, the whole team have put into this. Um, it's going to blow some minds, um, and we spent the better part of uh, this year working on that. We've got Gambit coming up with Chris Claremont and Sid Kozian. We're going back to X-Men Legends. And then we've got something secret coming up that I can't quite tell you yet. But let's just say that it's finally going to reveal something from decades ago in X history that you never knew you were missing. I got to give a big shout out to Zeb Wells, uh, Zay Carla, Steven Segovia, Rain Barreto. The whole team bringing Hellions to a close this year, which was a real dramatic finale. Hope you didn't miss it. Um, Got a big shout out to Jim Zub, Corey Smith, Roberto Pogi, Israel Silva for bringing Conan into into his 300th issue. Uh, Big shout out to Ben Percy for all the wonderful Wolverine and X-Force and stuff you don't even know about yet that he put into this year. And there's so many other people I've got to thank, hundreds of people from the Warhammer crew to the other X-Office crew. Uh, I really wish I could thank everybody, but I've only got two more seconds.
5: Hi, my
6: name is Caitlin Lindvet and I am an assistant editor in the Avengers office with Will Moss and Alana Smith. I also just started in October, and at my interview, they asked me the favorites question, and I talked a lot about Wanda and Scarlet Witch stuff, and so I got to tag along to the end of the Darkhold one-shot, and then Darkhold was Wanda and Scarlet Witch stuff, and that was super cool and creepy, but in a wholesome kind of way. I'm super excited to be here. Marvel's great and I'm here. It's a nerd's dream and I'm grateful for it.
5: Hey, my name's Danny Kazam. Uh, I am an assistant editor on pretty much everything Star Wars and I'm also editing Ben Riley Spider-Man and a few other projects coming out in 2022. This past year, uh, there have been a lot of projects uh, that I've worked on. Um, One of my favorite books uh, just across the board has been A Strange Academy by Scotty Young and Umberto Ramos and Edgar Delgado. It's been such a joy to work on that project. Before the project even began, uh, we all took a trip down to New Orleans to really get into the vibe of it all. Um, and it, it just, it made the experience uh, so much better building that book and and seeing it. Come out and seeing how people reacted to it, and it seems to be a, a fan favorite as well. And and so one of the other books this past year, we had the the culmination of Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's Venom Run, which was monumental. And to be able to wrap all of that up in Venom Two Hundred was amazing. And being able to bring in all of the the creators that we did for that project was. A, a huge and rewarding uh, undertaking. And that was, it was fantastic. So the, the books I'm excited about for next year, for 2022, uh, one of the uh, most important books to me uh, is Ben Riley Spider-Man. Growing up, Ben Riley was the Spider-Man at the time I came through during the Clone Saga and fell in love with all the, the madness. Um, and so to be able to bring J.M. DiMatteis uh, back to tell a Ben Riley story in the era when Ben was the one true Spider-Man. It was amazing. And to have David Baldion and uh, Israel Silva on art, it's just it's the, the marriage of the, the plotting from Mark and the art from David and Israel, it's just been such a treat to see come together. And I cannot wait for people to have that that first issue in their hands. Also, in 2022, we have uh, a new era for Iron Fist. Danny Rand, uh, at the end of his his last series, uh, sacrificed the the power of the Iron Fist to to go back to Kunlun and Shaolau the Undying, and uh, now there is suddenly a new Iron Fist, uh, and Danny doesn't know who it is. So. He's on his way to figure out who this new Iron Fist is, uh, and we'll see how how that plays out, and and see who this new Iron Fist is. Is he a friend? Is he a foe? We'll find out. There's there's so many people uh, to to shout out. Um, you know, my my journey through editorial uh, wouldn't be what it is if not for. The people that I've worked with, which include Darren Shan and Nick Lowe, Devin Lewis, Mark Panisha. like These, these are the, the editors that I've worked with and worked under who have really helped continue to mold me in the mighty Marvel manner.
7: Hey, uh, I'm Lauren Amaro. I'm an assistant editor over at Marvel. I work primarily on the X line of books with all the great folks over there. I think one of my favorite books that I've gotten to work on since moving over to the X-Line has been Hellions, uh, written by Zeb Wells and drawn by Steven Segovia. It is just such a fun book. Um, It's just a a crazy, tragic, just band of screw-ups who should not work together, but you desperately want them to. I think that Zeb and Seven do just such an amazing job of making you care for them and just... Going all out with the crazy action. And they really just put the team through the ringer. One of the books I'm most excited about that's coming out in the new year is going to be Immortal X Men, um, written by Karen Gillen and drawn by Lucas Borneck. I, I don't want to say anything or spoil anything, but, you know, Karen is obviously such a planner and some of the stuff that he's already got laid out for the next year. I think it's going to surprise a lot of folks and get people really excited. Plus, Mark Brooks is just. Killing It on the Covers, Uh, if you saw that first wraparound of Everyone at the Table, there's just so much fun stuff hidden in there. And I'm excited to be able to go back myself uh, at at sort of the end of this and look back and see sort of all the, the guns on the mantle.
6: Hello, my name is Caitlin O'Connell. I am the associate editor of uh, Juvenile Projects here at Marvel. That means that I work on a lot of the licensed books, uh, projects with Scholastic and Disney and various other partners, as well as some of the younger and teen-focused books that we do uh, in-house. So in 2021, the first of our Scholastic graphic novels launched. So we had Miles Morales' Shockwaves come out from Justin Reynolds and Pablo Leon, which has some really gorgeous art. It's very exciting. Uh, we have Ms. Marvel Stretched Thin by Nadia Shamas and Nevi Ali that also came out this past year. Uh, another book with some really, really stunning art uh, and a just wonderful, lovely story that made me cry while I was editing it. We also started working on some of the single issue comics. So we're doing a, a new series of Ms. Marvel with uh, Samira Ahmed, who I've admired for a very long time, and Andres Genelais doing the art. It was pretty cool to get to edit the, the book, uh, the, the hero that made me like comics in the first place. So that was, that was cool. That was great. And we started a new Hawkeye Kate Bishop series, which is the first series that I am sort of the lead editor on the project. And I am working with just the best, nicest team in comics, uh, uh, Marika Nykamp. Uh Enid Blom doing pencils, Oren Jr. on inks, Brittany Peer is doing colors, and the fabulous Joe Carmania is doing the letters. It's a great, great group of people. Very excited for the work we're doing there. Some things I'm looking forward to in the coming year. Uh, it's always a little bit tricky because in... The combination of publishing timelines, which are very long uh, when you're dealing with like a hundred page novel or graphic novel, and also the weirdness of time that is these pandemic times. I don't know what time anything is, um, but uh, we are wrapping up on uh, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop next year, we have some really exciting things coming for that. We're working on a couple more uh in-house comics that I'm not sure have been announced yet. Don't think I can, can talk about those quite yet, uh, but there's good stuff coming. Um, and then of course we're continuing our scholastic line with uh, books and graphic novels. We have a second Spider-Ham book in the works. We have a really, really great and uh, T'Challa graphic novel by uh, Roseanne Brown with great artists working on that. It's a really, heartfelt lovely sibling adventure story because it's going to be fun shout outs to the bullpen to the production people like stacy zucker has uh just saved our butts <laughs> many many times in this past year and uh she should she should get some appreciation uh along with, with sue and sue crespi and um the proofreaders the s team um they, they all they all should get some love
8: Hey guys, Uh, my name is Lindsay Kohick. I'm an assistant editor in the Spider-Man office, uh, working on titles like The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, and so on. This past year was, uh, you know, a wild ride for a lot of reasons, but there were a lot of great things that came out of it. One of the highlights for me personally was, I mean, it was kind of bittersweet, but we wrapped up the Black Cat solo series. And the ending was just phenomenal. And Jed McKay is a dream to work with. uh, C.F.B.A. and Brian Reber on art. Ferendel Goddard on lettering. So even though it was sad to uh, see the end of the story, it was a very fun book to work on. And it's one of probably my favorite things I've ever worked on. Also, working on Demon Days with Peach Pomoko has been phenomenal. Her art is Always amazing, and just every time I got to receive new pages for those books, I was over the moon. And I think the the other thing that I've been working on this past year that's been so great has been the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Beyond arc, with Zeb Wells, Patrick Gleason, Cody Ziglar, Kelly Thompson, uh, Sally Ahmed, and Jed McKay also came in to write a few issues. And I've never been a huge Ben Riley fan, but this. Beyond Arc has made me a Ben Riley fan, and I'm excited to see where it goes next year in 2022. I'd love to give a shout out to pretty much all of the editorial staff uh, who've been, you know, working really hard this year. A special shout out to Nick Lowe, my supervisor, main editor in the Spider Office. He's great. The books that we've been doing together have been great. And shout out to all of our artists really, artists and writers. They're awesome and the work they do is amazing and it makes my job fun every day to receive the things that they create.
9: Hey everybody, um, I'm Will Moss, uh, senior editor here at Marvel. Something that I'm really proud of that I got to work on this year was the end of ta Coates' Black Panther run. Uh, it ended this past spring with Black Panther 25 and it was just uh, a really special ending to his four year long run. Um, him alongside Daniel Acuna had been drawing the last two years of it with him. And then uh, we also got the original artist uh, who launched the book with ta Brian Stelfreeze, to come back and draw some of the final issues. That was something really special. I also really liked working on the, the Beta Ray Bill miniseries that Daniel Warren Johnson uh, wrote and drew uh, with Mike Spicer on colors. That was uh, something that was just a blast to work on. I hope everybody's either read it already or will read it soon because it's a, it's a great story. Uh, there's a bunch of great stuff from Marvel to look forward to stuff that I'm working on, we've got a really great event, like a crossover between Hulk and Thor, it's called Banner of War Donny Cates is writing it and a really awesome artist named Martin Coccolo is drawing it and it's just this five part smash up, uh, it's just this big brawl, uh, it's in honor of both characters' 60th anniversaries with Marvel next year, so that's, that's going to be something great and I'm also, next year I'm excited about more stuff with Jane Foster can't really say anything beyond that, but uh, it's, it's going to be a good year for Jane Foster fans. And looking back uh, on this past year, I want to give a special shout out to another editor here at Marvel, Sarah Brunstad. I worked alongside Sarah for the first half of this year and uh, then she moved over to the X office. And Sarah's been uh, doing great work over there, just like when we were working together. And she's been building the Marvel Voices line and bringing in all kinds of great new talent. So special end of the year kudos to Sarah.
10: Hi, I'm Lauren Bisam. I'm a senior editor here at Marvel. I work primarily on our licensed uh, children's books, as well as some of our uh, really exciting comics. Some of the highlights from this past year have definitely been starting uh, my own work on Marvel's comics. I came into this position only working on our children's books that still have, you know, my heart and soul. We started a partnership uh, with Scholastic, and we're publishing a big series of middle grade graphic novels. And the first one out the door was Miles Morales' Shockwaves by Justin A. Reynolds, illustrated by Pablo Leone. It's so much fun. And you might want to keep an eye out for a second one in the future. Alongside those, we also had a really fun Spider-Ham early reader graphic novel for the slightly younger readers in your life as well as Miss Marvel Stretch Thin written by Nadia Shamas and illustrated by Nabi uh, Ali. And that one is so much fun. Every time the art came in, me and my associate editor, Caitlin O'Connell, would kind of just squeal over uh, Nabi's beautiful, beautiful art. We have many, many more books in the Scholastic line. Please keep an eye out for them. They're so much fun, and they're a great way to get the younger readers uh, into comics so all the all the young people in your life so some comics that i'm very very excited about is the relaunch of our miss marvel comic written by samir ahmed illustrated by andres genelay uh colored by triana Farrell, and letters by joe carmagna because we can't leave anyone out it's such a fun first issue. We're so excited to have you dive back into the world of Kamala Khan in this five-issue limited series. It's just a great romp. You've heard of the Spider-Verse. Well, Miss Marvel is getting a taste of her Marvel-verse. Uh, not to spoil too much, but what do you do when the villain has your own face? Find out in this series, Samira completely gets Kamala's voice off the bat. And it's it's just a really fun romp. Also, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop by Enrique Nykamp has been great. It's a Knives Out style adventure, not to be missed. Uh, And also, who could forget Pizza Dog? Basically, every every time we had a page without Pizza Dog, I I would be like, Caitlin, uh, our associate editor who's editing this amazing series, we need more Pizza Dog and more Trick Arrows, of course. Um, So that's a super fun one. Speaking of Pizza Dog, if you have a Marvel Unlimited subscription, there's a Pizza Dog short comic on that written and illustrated by Jason Liu, which is so much fun. We put it together in like seven days because Jason's a machine and it's it's just a really good time. Shout out to letterer Ariana Mayer. Uh, also, letters Joe Carmagna and Joe Sabino have gotten to work with both Joes on Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and Marvel Legends, Black Panther. And the art of lettering just continues to boggle my mind. And it's amazing how much it brings the entire comic together. I've worked, before I was at Marvel, I worked with Ariana and like, she's an artist. Uh, I love seeing what, what that person can do with sound effects. So all three of them, thanks so much. Also a quick shout out to Samira Ahmed's son, He's been helping her, I know, on the back end, coming up with amazing sound effects and making sure that Miss Marvel sticks to her continuity. I live for Samira's stories about you. Thank you for keeping us all going in the background and getting your mom to write the most amazing Miss Marvel story. Also, just Caitlin O'Connell, my associate editor on All Things Kids and All Things Comics. Thank you for an amazing year and helping us get everything out the door and almost timely fashion.
11: Hey, everybody. Hey, pollisters! It is Nick Lowe, Spider Editor, here with you to talk about 2021. Am I good? Is that too much, too little? All All right, cool. So in 2021, there's so much that I'm proud of. So many amazing books came out. Two of my favorite books that I ever worked on came to an end. Those two books are Black Cat, which uh, which is just, just just came to an end at the end of 2021. And it breaks my heart and yet fills me with such pride and joy because it is one of the best books I've ever worked on. Jed McKay writing. C.F. Villa and Michael Dowling did most of the art this year with, with an amazing issue by Nina Vacueva. Um, and uh, I'm so proud of that book. It is so fun, so exciting, with such heart to it too, it kicks you in the gut after you your, your belly's already so tired from laughing and it's the greatest. Felicia Hardy, maybe the best character in all the Marvel Universe. Come at me, uh, anyone who disagrees. Uh, also, that came to a, a wrap this year, Runaways. Oh. Ah Rainbow Rowell, Andres Genole, uh, chief creative team on this book, at least for this year. Chris Anka is our cover artist and he launched the series Rainbow a couple years ago. It is... In my book, it, it was now because it, it ended, maybe the finest comic book we published and not enough people read it and that's okay because I know the people who, who read it loved it. I hope in hearing this, if you haven't read it, you go back and check it out. It is just a wonderful representation of what it is like to be human and to deal with what these kids deal with. And they're it's superhero fun, superhero stuff like that, but really it's about being a person and the beauty and the sadness and the difficulty and the joy and the friendship. And if you love experiencing all of those emotions within 20 pages, you gotta pick up Runaways. Oh, oh, one more thing, one more thing. We started a storyline called Beyond in Amazing Spider-Man number 75. It is a killer story. We have an amazing team of writers, Zeb Wells, Kelly Thompson, Patrick Gleason, Cody Ziegler, Uh, Saladin Ahmed, we have an amazing art team, Pat Gleason, Sarah Pichelli, Michael Dowling, Carlos Lopez, Jorge Fornes, amazing artists, Uh, and we bring Ben Riley back. We have he and Peter in a crazy situation, and madness follows. Uh, I'm so proud of it. The first half came out in 2021, the second half comes out in 2022, and it sets all kinds of things up that will echo throughout the Spider-Verse for a long time to come. I am so excited for 2022 and the spider office as well as other things. Uh, I talked about Runaways in the last segment, but we have a new Rainbow Rowell book, She-Hulk. Rainbow Rowell, Roger Antonio, uh, colors by Rico Renzi, letters by Joe Caramagna. It is so wonderful. It is so funny, and yet it will put you at the edge of your seat. Uh, with who you see at the end of that first issue, walking into She Hulk's life, and what we've got planned for that is the absolute best. Another thing that I can talk about, and I think I'm going to have to cap it there because there's just so much we haven't announced yet. Ah! But the thing I can—if you're paying attention at home—you know, legacy numbering. An amazing Spider-Man. The legacy numbering is getting up there. You know we. We got some big stuff coming, and we might be coming up on another major number there that might start with a nine and have a couple zeros after it. So you know that we love these big numbers at Marvel, and we got some big plans for it. So you better keep your eyes peeled at that corner box as you see those numbers tick up. Don't miss out. I want to shout out to uh, some of my colleagues and creators and all that, all those kind of people. Uh, This year, I was floored by the conclusion of Immortal Hulk. Um, Yes, the last issue was incredible and had so many surprises in so many different ways. But I got to say, my favorite issue of this last year of Immortal Hulk was the second last issue. It blew my mind. I never thought about some Marvel characters and Marvel concepts in that way. And it will just be one of those comics I'm going to hold dear to my heart for the rest of my life. I would also love to shout out to Peach Momoko uh, for Demon Days. Those books are incredible. Oh, I caught up recently like because I'm, I'm a dope and wasn't keeping up better. Thor, Donny Cates, Nick Klein. That Prey story arc is horrifying and so cool. And just when you think they're going to drive off the edge of a cliff, they jerk it back and they do one of those crazy fast and furious drift turns. And then they surprise you in the ways they're going to go. And they keep you on the edge of your seat and blow your mind. The, oh, 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 and one more. And I hate just talking about Al Ewing so much. He's, he's such a wonderful person. You kind of you, you kind of have to. Al Ewing, Rom V. Brian Hitch. Holy mackerel, Venom. They just launched Venom. It is unbelievable. If you thought that first issue was good and the first issue is incredible, wait, you. I think it's issue four we just said to print. I mean, that's in 2022, but 2021 was the launch of the book, okay? Go easy on me, those keeping track at home. But issue four of Venom, it's all, just wait. This Venom run is as mind-blowing as Immortal Hulk. I, there, I said it. I said it. Come at me again. I just, I keep challenging people. Okay. But I'm so excited for 2022. It'll be the best year in comics. Previously, the best year in comics was 2021 and 2022 is going to be even better. What a time to be a reader of comics. Have a great new year, everybody. Can't wait to see you in 2022.
0: Big thanks once again to Jasmine for doing all the work and getting um, some really cool stuff. Uh, Tucker, those teases, I, I am hyped.
1: Man, oh man, I I, I was so excited to one, I mean, where do we even start? But hearing Tom Brevor tease what's coming for The Punisher in 2022, um, seeing that news come out in recent weeks, and knowing that, uh, how long that book has been in the works, how carefully that's planned out, how exciting that's going to be. Oh my God. I just can't wait to get more, anything I can get any scraps off the tables. That was the first thing that came to mind for me. What, what, what's perked your ears?
0: Um, you know, obviously we got to have a Captain America book, but hearing like the, the start of like Mm -hmm. the hype around a new Captain America title coming next year is, is very exciting, very encouraging. Um, I can't wait for that. Of course, I love. I could. I could listen to Nick Lowe talk about frisbee, yep. or or like foot fungus yep. or whatever, <laughs> and I know it'd be fun and exciting and silly and wonderful. So you know, Nick and, and the other Spidey teams, uh, Spidey team members talking about the future of Spider-Man and what's coming with Amazing Spider-Man and just in general the world of of Spidey makes mm-hmm. me real happy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also got to say. Hulk versus Thor in I, I forget even which episode it was but I remember saying like hey Thor fans keep an eye out because the really fun stuff is happening and uh, a little tease before the tease and that is that's that's something that I'm super super pumped for I mean good god if you've listened to I feel like any single episode over the last however many years you've heard me freak out about various Donnie Cates books at various times um, so knowing that's on the way oh boy
0: hell yeah and then also YA stuff I think that's a super important road for Marvel to go down and and the, the editors who are working on the YA yeah. or the young adult OGNs the original graphic novels and that content and I think that's a really important place for Marvel to go um, so I'm very excited as we see that really bubble up and, and we're going to get more from it next year so super super cool Um, Anybody out there, let us know what what you're most excited about from what you heard today. You know, you can use the hashtag Marvel's Pull List. We'll take a look at that. Um, We do have an email address, which is at marvel.com. So that's pu 3 Ls I S T (laughs) at uh, marvel.com. And send us that. Of course, for whether it's the tweet or the email, make sure you let us know it is okay to read on the show. So that way we can do that in the future. Um, but yeah, that was, it was a good one. It was a really, really fun bunch of conversations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great people over there. And uh, I'm just delighted anytime that we get to hear, hear their wonderful voices.
0: Yeah. And that's it. That is a wrap for Marvel's pull List in 2021. This episode of Marvel's pull List was produced by Ryan Panagos, Tucker Marcus and Jasmine Estrada and special thanks. The hugest special thanks goes mm-hmm. to Megan Bagala, who is helping out with her last show.
1: Megatu, Megatu the Watcher um, Megan it has just been an absolute delight What an incredible person to work with I'm so glad we get the chance um, to give a special shout out to our editorial staff But also Megan on this episode Because if you've listened to any of Marvel's pull list over the past year or 18 months um, Then so much of what you've heard and enjoyed has been up to Megan um, What a great, uh, great person to, to have had uh, the honor of working with
0: yeah. Best of luck on your future endeavors,
1: Megan. Yeah. Lest we forget, Jill DeBoff is our director of audio.
0: And Brad Barton is Marvel's Pulis Audio Development Manager. And, you know, he, Brad's been, like, flexing all 2021. we, we <laughs> hear about these flexes, yeah. flex? yep. He is just big flexing, standing <laughs> out uh, on the street, just like in uh in like a very tight yep. shirt mm-hmm. just going
1: yeah and and flexing those muscles yeah that's right and when Ryan says flexing those muscles he's not actually referring to like biceps or kind of the traditional like thing you would imagine we're talking thighs Brad oh. is out there just pumping thigh muscles just left right left right just waiting for the mailman to pass just kind of wordlessly eyeing him boom 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 thigh muscle you know boom
0: What they say in his town is, Barton's got gams. Yeah.
1: Hashtag Barton's got Um, gams. Hashtag Marvel's fullest. I'm Ryan. I'm Tucker.
0: And this is Marvel.
1: Your universe.